0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. O-Dog, you know you're making it big with your podcast when you got sponsors, and we got a few of them leading into oh, yeah. uh, this week's episode. The first sponsor is 8Sleep. Let's talk about sleep. O-Dog, do you sleep good? I don't. That sucks. I know you've told me about that. You, have, you do have chronic insomnia And chronic sleep deprivation has been shown to lead to depression, diabetes, obesity, cardiovascular disease. I hope you don't suffer from any of those because of your lack of sleep.
1: I hope I don't as well.
0: (laughs) Well, we all need eight hours of sleep. I need my eight hours. When I don't get my eight hours, I'm cranky. I'm bitter. I'm not on my optimal level of performance. And one of the biggest issues with sleep is temperature. Do you have that issue? Like, does it get too hot for you sometimes? And You know, every single night.
1: Every single night. I mean, every single... Really? Yeah, yeah 100%. Uh, we live in, wow. I live in Santa Cruz. It's too cold. It's too hot. Uh, what do they say? If you don't like the weather, come back tomorrow.
0: Well, then let me tell you about the Pod by 8 Sleep. The Pod by 8 Sleep is a high-tech bed that's designed specifically for optimal sleep fitness. Uh, it combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. And the cool thing about this is, so if you're, if you're sleeping in bed with your wife and she thinks it's too cold and you think it's too hot, you can adjust your side of the bed's temperature and not affect her that's incredible okay every
1: married couple out there and uh a married guy that gets uh, the covers kicked onto you or off of you go and buy one of these beds now <laughs> like yesterday
0: <laughs> oh i feel you on that one man and these are crazy comfortable beds you could try the pod for 100 nights and if you don't love it They'll refund your purchase and arrange a free pickup. They've already sold out of the first two batches. They're going fast. And for a limited time, get $150 off your purchase when you go to 8sleep.com slash pro. That's E-I-G-H-T sleep.com pro. That's 8sleep.com slash pro. This week's episode is also brought to you by MyBookie. It's an exciting time for sports. And surfing, dude, we got the Pipe Masters rolled up. If you can bet on surfing on my bookie, and I'm going to guess that you could because surfing has now entered the mainstream when it comes to gambling. Who are you betting on to win the Pipe Masters?
1: Oh, that's tough. Gabe Medina, I guess, got the stats. So
0: you're going to bet on – so if you could bet on who's going to win the Pipe Masters through my bookie, you're going to bet on Gabriel Medina. If you're going to bet on who's going to win the world title through my bookie, you're also going to bet on Gabriel Medina. Is that correct?
1: I would. I don't want to, but I would. I like my <laughs> I like money. What can I say? I'd like to win.
0: (laughs) And what if if you could bet on who's going to qualify for the Olympics representing that second U.S. spot between Kelly Slater and John John Florence? Who are you betting on?
1: Oh, man, Mr. John John. Love you, Kelly. You are the GOAT, greatness of all time. But John John, you're the man.
0: I know, dude. And I love Kelly as well. But John John Florence is the favorite. And you can bet on all that by going to my bookie. Uh, you can get in on the action. If you like to bet a little to win a lot, you can try parlay. My bookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to a thousand dollars. Meaning if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra thousand dollars in free money to play with That's three grand in your account. You can start with right there. All you have to do is use the promo code BLV. That's short for Believe, baby. BLV is the promo code to activate the offer. Once again, this promo code BLV to get your extra cash from my bookie. Bet win, get paid. We're also
2: brought to you by. <laughs> we're also brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Hiring is challenging, and it used to be hard. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process. But today, hiring can be easy, and you only have to go to one place. To get it done, ZipRecruiter. In fact, go to ZipRecruiter.com/begin. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, and they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you cannot miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Right now, listeners here can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-G-I-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And this week's episode is brought to you by Beachly. dog, you ever heard hear of Beachly?
0: I have. I was talking to my wife about it last night. sounds insane. It is insane. So Beachly is a subscription box for female beach lovers looking to bring the best of the beach life to your door each season, right? So four times a year, if you subscribe with Beachly, four times a year, depending on the season, we're in winter right now, they'll send you this box that's full of six to eight pieces of premium pieces of beach-inspired apparel and accessories in each box. And each box has apparel, accessories, home decor, beauty and wellness, fragrance, and more from brands based in California, Hawaii, and all over the world. Oh dog I think we got our gifts wrapped up for our ladies, right?
1: Oh, of course. I mean, if you like the ocean, the beach, wherever you live, and you have no time, which most of us don't have anymore, yep. <laughs> the most <a> valuable thing <laughs> in the world, um, you sign up for this, uh, you get gifts in the mail, it feels like a present's coming every single time, and you can have the essence of the beach.
0: And each box is a total retail value of over $200, but... You can buy these boxes each for only $99. And what's even better is that right now, you can get an additional $25 off that regular price of $99 by uh, going to beachly.com. That is B- I'm sorry. It is not beachly.com. It is beach.ly. That is B E A C H dot L Y. That is beach.ly. B E A C H dot L Y. And if you use the, the discount code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, that's $25 off your first box. So it's only going to be $74 for a box that has over 200 bucks and swag in it. Good deal, right? Love it. The holiday season is just around the corner. Beachley is the perfect gift for yourself or the man or woman, child, friend, or relative in your life who loves the beach, even if they live far from the coast. Beachley sends the best of the beach lifestyle straight to your door each season. All the pieces from each box are high quality, stylish, and best of all items they'll actually use and love. That is B-E-A-C-H dot L-Y, Beachley. Odell, you ready for a new episode of Dropping In? Oh, Yeah let's do it baby we're putting the band back together we're on a mission from god yeah welcome to yet another edition of dropping in oh dog we actually have a new name for the show we have a name for the show now we're not nameless Dude, dropping in
1: dropping in and you know we're dropping into your living room your car your headphones um every device you have and we're talking to people that drop in on waves buddy
0: exactly and we got guests who are dropping into the show and 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 next next podcast i don't know if the next one or the one after that we're gonna have um an individual who i think the, the casual surf fan would be excited for this the heart any surf fan would just love the fact that uh, robert wingnut weaver um, one of the stars of Endless Summer 2. is going to be joining the program. Pumped to interview him soon. He's going to drop in, bro. He's going to drop in. in. That's
1: right, <laughs> <laughs> No, he's a,
0: he's
1: a great guy. I grew up with him. And I mean, dude, he's a legend. And I, I can't wait to dive into the fact that he does a lot in the background of the surf industry that people don't know about. You know, he's so, super famous for his movie, but dude, the guy is a super hard worker and like, the stuff he's done for our industry is great. I mean, he's a positive asset to the surf industry, period.
0: Yeah, absolutely great. He's, he's a fantastic ambassador. And, and I do agree that the surf industry needs more of that, right? I mean, for marketing purposes, it's such, it's such a conflicting thing when it comes to the success of surfing, right? Like, I want surfing to thrive, but at the same time, like, is promoting it and marketing it going to do that? You know, like, cause all that does is bring more people into the water. I don't it's, it is, it's the conflict. It's a conundrum. It's the pickle.
1: No, it is. Uh, it is. And even com- coming from uh, someone like myself who made money off it for a long time, you know, like I, I used to go surfing and that popped in my head. You know, I'd be like, Oh God, that guy, come on, buddy. Like in my way, you know, and then so, some yep. guys that suck at surfing don't only suck at surfing. They're in the way and they're rude about it, which is like it, the yes, most yes. frustrating combo ever. You know, and, and as a surfer, you're making, you're, you're kind of making money off of this person indirectly if you're a professional uh-huh. surfer, um, you know, and it's like, ah, it's, it's a tough one, I think, to swallow, and, um, but, but I mean, hey, it, you know what, it, it's also, when I, when I really come down to it, it's like, what that has done for my life probably kept me out of a lot of trouble, um, you know, been super positive and, and health-driven for me, when I think about that, I think, hey, you know what, I hope everyone tries it, and, and it can help them as well
0: yeah it is it is a life-changing experience for sure and and when we get Wingnut on i you know i definitely i mean i, I mean i'm a fan i mean the, the entire reason why i got into surfing was because of his movie i mean i think the first one really i saw the first one first and i guess that hooked me but the endless number two was much more modern and it was much more relevant because the surfers were more closer to our age at least when the movie came out and we were watching um Changed my life, man. I mean, it's it. uh, It's yeah. It's it's. And and again, you're right. For for people like us who are involved in it, you made a ton of money off this sport. Um, I made some money off this sport. I used to own a fucking surf shop. You know, try to profit off this sport. But on the other side of it, it's like you're right. It's like the more successful we are at doing that, the more douchebags are in the water, dude. There was a guy last year who was um like one of my many pet peeves with surfing are surfers who um, don't wear a leash and are not good enough to pull that off, right? Because the 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 biggest hazard with not wearing a leash is if you lose control of your board and that thing's flailing around, it's it's hazardous. If that thing hits someone else, it could cause serious injury, right? And if your board gets caught in with a wave and it's starting to fly into shore, and let's say you're like paddling in as that's happening, you suddenly have this fucking nine-foot thing. If it's a longboard like it was in this case, it's nine-foot you know, 50 plus pound object just flying at, right at your head. And even if you can avoid it, your, your surfboard might still get damaged because of it, you know? So I, I get the whole purist yeah. approach of like, well, you know, how can I nose ride if I have a leash? Well, first of all, get a longer leash and you still could. But secondly, I mean, that, those leashes are there for a very obvious reason. It's for safety concerns and so you don't lose your, your board. Well, so this, this one day uh, last year, it was super crowded and this guy's just fucking out there longboarding and, and trying to nose ride. He's not nearly good enough to do that. And he lost his board, came like a fucking inch from hitting me in the head. And I said something to him. I'm like, look, man, if you're going to do that, you got to control your board. You know, if you, if you fall, you got to prepare and fall on your board and hold on to that thing. And not just let it fly around. And instead of saying sorry for nearly fucking knocking you out with my surfboard, he gets defensive. Because assholes like him and many others just don't want to hear from anyone else being told what to do, right? And that's what, in essence, what I was doing because my safety was threatened and I wanted to say something so this douchebag doesn't fucking do that again. And he he decides to get defensive about it. And (laughs) it was crazy. So so I got pissed and I decided to start cutting him off. I didn't cut him off, but I decided, I'm like, fine, if you're going to be an asshole about this, here's what I'm going to do. Because I was in really good shape at this point in my life. This is just a year ago, but I was surfing fairly regularly, so I was paddling good. So I just started paddling around him and stealing waves all day. And on top of that, I had my shitty wave storm out there with me, whereas he has this (laughs) more high-end board. So every time I'm doing this, I'm daring him to fucking hit me because I don't care if your board hits my little shitty foam wave storm, you know? But I sure as shit, I guarantee you care if I'm hitting your board and digging your shit up, and I'm not giving you a penny for that. And so that was my... That was my comeuppance to, you know, to get revenge on him. And he wasn't happy. But fuck you, you know? Stop having uh, an attitude about it if you're doing something wrong in the lineup. And a lot of people are like that.
1: Well, you know, they, they've actually dove into that legally. Um, like in San Juan Capistrano, they had such bad issues that um, I, I, they, somehow they attacked it legally. And I know SUPs have to, oh, yeah, there's something like that. Like an SUP qualifies as a boat and you have to have um, like a leash on it or something crazy. Thank you. Loo- People were losing their SUPs in a lineup of like a few hundred surfers, longboarders too. It's such a soft wave that kind of like crumbles forever. Right. And the boards are, would, would ride the wave, plowing over person after person. It's so gnarly, but yeah, put a leash on it.
0: <laughs> I mean, and that, dude, I do props to whoever initiated that legal change in San Juan Capistrano. I've been saying this for years that for some reason, law enforcement – whether it's in Hawaii or here in California, or I don't know what it's like in Australia, but at least here in the States, law enforcement typically just stays away. They don't really meddle with in-the-water issues like that, where there's conflict in the lineup. And I always wish they did. I mean, I feel like legally we need rules in place to maintain order. That is why laws exist in the first place. But in the lineup, it's super lawless. So, dude, props to whoever initiated that and enacted legislation in San Juan Capistrano because those huge boards especially fucking SUPs those really? are boats they are yes. They're, that's crazy i mean first of all especially with SUPs like dude look you're out there with an oar you know like the moment you got an oar with you you're not surfing anymore so ha- how, have you have you uh have you gotten any like follow up on that like is is the rule working is is a uh, SUPs you know- We'll yeah. save
1: that for another show. I'm not totally sure how it okay. all panned out, but I mean, hey, you know, I mean, we could go into legal for hours. I mean, another uh-huh. big issue um, that we could dive into is uh, surf camps and how how, how another uh. issue is is that's dragging a lot of people to court. <laughs> so, Why? Oh my gosh, it's been a it's been a not a major issue, but definitely it's uh, happened quite a few times in Santa Cruz. Is um you know uh, say. Say someone gets in a scuff or an argument in the water, it's on. It's on video. So a surfline line camera wine, you can you can literally record it. So you know, people are starting to record these arguments in the water and then taking them to the police department. Oh, so, yeah, so, <laughs> no, it's gotten gnarly. A, a, a guy I know that I grew up with. I mean, he, he's hardcore local, but um, some kid was. I mean, being a, a punk you know mm-hmm. and uh, hey you know what uh, you're an adult he's not an adult so you have you know you, uh, you should you know mind your manners but but um th- this person i grew up with he snapped you know and this kid was being such a punk um the kid was underage which makes it even worse oh, um, they no. got, got into a scuffle and it was on surf line the mom of uh clipped you know got the surf line uh, camera wine and oh. took the police. Um, the judge <laughs> wouldn't let him serve the break. I think it was for like a year or something. So, which, break, so yeah, which break was it?
0: Pleasure point. <laughs> he got banned from the point. Dude, that's, that Man. is like probably worse for that guy than Girl, jail.
1: Dude. I know, right? No, it was crazy. Grew up on the east side. Um, <gasps> you know, he laughed about it. We all kind of laughed about it. But I mean, hey, obviously, adults should be adults. You know, the kid's being a punk. You should laugh it off. But- This was an instance where, you know, your old school surf mentality, um, you know, is, hey, put that kid in his place, you know? Um, (laughs) know, But
0: but but, but how was it like, when we say kid, was he like 17, where you couldn't even really tell if he was a kid or was this like actually a little grommet? Okay. So you
1: said 17. Yeah. I know. I know. That's it. That's, I know. That's an issue too. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, where, where does it come? Like some, where's the surfing self-defense, you know, like. I mean, if someone burns you, shoots their board at you, and they're 17, I mean, gosh, I mean, what, you know, that can, you can, you know, get serious stitches, man, I've, yes. I've gotten so many stitches from irresponsible surfers, it's, it's literally countless on my body. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, we're, I mean, a whole other show. We could go on for hours about that one. Yeah, there's been a bunch here in Santa Cruz. The cam, rewind. Rewind yeah. the brawl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, clearly in this case, uh, your friend was at fault because the camera caught the scuffle, right? So m- my guess is that 17-year-old probably didn't actually do anything wrong other than being an annoyance, you know, and may- maybe breaking, like, ethical rules of the water but not anything legal, Because if he did, then I'm sure your friend could have claimed self-defense, right? I mean, and the proof would have been right there. See, that's Um, the
1: gray area. That's what we get into. That's the gray area of cameras in general. But I mean, now it's gone into surfing. I mean, say that kid an hour earlier um, burned the guy, flipped him off, and then cut back and then shot his board towards him. I mean, he's not really punching him, you know. Like you could watch yeah. that on a camera and go, eh, "I don't know." He did a cut back, and oh yeah, he did tag him. But I mean, did he mean to fling the board out? I'm not sure, you know. Hmm. Um, that's where there I, in the, in surfing in general and the etiquette there's a there's a huge gray area. Um, and and yeah, so it's it's uh, yeah. <laughs> there's been a couple. Did I your friend your point? Did your <laughs> friend
0: like punch him? Like like how, like what actually happened?
1: You know, I don't, I haven't watched the camera. I, I you know, don't completely know the details. So I, I, I kind of wanted to stay out of it, <laughs> um, being myself. So I'm not sure the exact details and I don't want to f- fib around it. <laughs> um, but th- there was another instance too, where um, this was kind of a crazy one, another surfer. Um, he, they were playing, they're longboarding with kids on, it was like a one foot day. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this guy, I know he caught up to the kid uh, you know, and they're all in the same wave, and everyone was goofing off. And and um, jokingly, he like pushed the kid over, um, and and uh, the the kid got super offended. Uh, and
0: she says, <laughs> "Okay,
1: yes." And he's underage, <laughs> and and uh, the friend of mine is older. Um, I'm. These are all nameless people. Maybe we'll bring out their names later. So well, then, you, wait,
0: So the push happened like while the kid was standing on his board. Like he yeah. pushed him off the board into the water.
1: But it's like a one-inch wave. You know, it's okay, kind of. goofing Yeah. yeah. Off. They're all on soft tops. It's kind of you know. He like, got I mean,
0: offended at that.
1: Yeah, so like, like felt felt bullied, right? (laughs) So,
0: what a bitch! All right. So
1: then, so then the kid, he's underage, goes up to the top of the stairs, and while the person I know is walking up the stairs with two surfboards underneath his arm with his son, Mm -hmm. um, his kid like gets physical, and and so does him, him and his friends. Oh no! (laughs) Yes, the kid's underage, and his dad is a police officer. So (laughs) that that friend of mine is, I think, still in court dealing with it all. So, oh, I mean,
0: oh my! Yeah, God. yeah the, dude.
1: Anyways, go on for hours about this stuff.
0: No, but but you know, but it's it's relevant stuff, and it just it, it, to me, it's just indicative of a world. There's just too many fucking people in this world, man. I mean, because all this conflict, like the vast majority of it, comes from territorialism, right? Like just yeah. too many people in one fucking place, and other people don't like it. You know, I just I just read this book. It was called um. It's called Species. uh It's a fascinating book. It was written by a historian who basically wrote a book that chronicles us as, a, as humans, right? A human species, um, and more more specifically Homo sapiens, like our entire history from caveman days up to where we are now and why we are the way we are, right? I mean, this was a very scientific approach to it. But the book is crazy in that he basically said, the author said that without us as a society relying on myths, right? And the myths include like borders, laws, currency, like all these things that you can't actually touch. You can't see it. They're just constructs socially that we create to maintain order, right? And that without these myths in society, the maximum number of people who can coincide and live together in harmony is 150, Anything more than that and you start having divisions and strife and conflict and then that tribe of 100 plus 50 plus splits up and it's crazy because like you for example an ocean lineup like especially like Pleasure Point or or uh, steamers or something in Santa Cruz that's really popular you have a shitload of people in the water all fighting for this one tiny little resource right so it's very natural to have a lot of this conflict in place you know. Right. And it's,
1: um, it's lawless. It, I mean, yeah. that, that, you know, that's my whole point. Like, like, uh, you know, there's a, a, I forgot the name of the person, but um, there's a, a one point where in California, everyone was trying to post these surf etiquette rules. Um, they are posted at some famous breaks. Oh, I they are right near you. They are. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pleasure point. I know Southern yeah. California did a bunch of them, but I mean, you know, it's in, in a sense it's lawless still, you know, yeah, we have the surf etiquette posted. Um, but I mean, you know, it, it, it's, to any other person, they would not understand it, you know, right. who didn't, who didn't surf as a judge or whatever. Um, you know, of course I'm, I'm also talking about people that are adults, so they probably shouldn't have done what they did, <laughs> but, but <laughs> I mean, there, there's a gray area. There's a total gray, gray area, um, within surfing, um, and waves. I mean, and you can get hurt. You can get seriously hurt, man. Like, gosh, man. I just can remember um, uh, just off the top of my head. I got five stitches in the back of my head. Yeah. Um, I got 12 stitches on the bottom of my foot. And these are literally oh. people looking directly over me. Oh, uh, dude. Just my foot, my chin once. Some guy uh, lost his board. Um, that was, uh, that one sucked too. That was like four inner stitches. You ever had those? And then, and then like the three outers. No,
0: I don't even know. I don't have no idea what an inner stitch even is. What is
1: that? An inner stitch. It's when the thing's super deep and they, they want it to heal better. So they got to do stitches on the inside and the outside. That hurts. Anyways. um,
0: It sucks. Fuck. That sounds painful, dude. I, and you're right. Yeah. I I have seen a lot of those rules. I've seen them in Hawaii. These little signs are posted up, like trying to explain, you know, like who has priority for a wave and whatnot. Um, but you're right, it is all etiquette. These are yes. not laws that are in place. And it, it, that even extends to like surf contests too, by the way, because local municipalities, they cannot exert uh, enforcement, law enforcement. I think, I think once it's like a certain amount of feet past the breakers, right? Like once the, once the sand dips into the ocean, it's not that far out where, where local law enforcement no longer has authority, Right. So, when you have, for example, all these permits in place for a surf contest, um, in reality, like anyone can still go out there and just surf and interfere. you know <laughs> like right. there is' no there's no actual law that says while there's a surf contest going on, you can't go out there and just catch those waves yourself, you know, but it's it's etiquette there's so much etiquette in place that people follow it is man, it's lawless, it is a fascinating topic I mean you know it and is. speaking speaking of interference, so last week. Um, And I know we also, we're going to cover the Jaws event because a lot's going on in Hawaii right now with this huge fucking swell that's in place. But last week you gave the, you awarded the Richter scale award for the week uh, to Australia's Jack Robinson. He hails from the the west side of Oz, rural area. You said he's much more down to earth type of kid. You love him. But in that final that he had to win a sunset in order to qualify for the world championship tour next year, he was in a final with um, another surfer. Uh, named Zeke Lau, is that correct? Yeah, Zeke Lau. So what happened there? Apparently there's some drama here and Zeke Lau's pissed.
1: Yes, so um, I was watching the event live. Great event, amazing. But um, so as uh, surf rules within contests, um, as as the judging criteria evolves, so as the interference rules, which is super challenging. So uh, on Zeke Lau's first wave, he got an insane tube, like was going nuts, like flying through it. Um, and then he, he chose the doggy door and who was right there was Jack Robinson. So he bailed his board. And what you do is you kind of try to shove your board out of the surfer's way. Right. But unfortunately, um, like as he was doggy dooring, uh, Jack Robinson's board went right under Zeke Lau. Zeke Lau plowed over Jack Robinson's surfboard and, <laughs> and fell <laughs> oh, okay. coming out of this crazy tube. Um, now here's the controversy. So if Zeke Lau would have won that competition, he would have qualified.
0: So this, so, so this, is the final of sunset. You're saying that this yes. is, it sounds like an epic final. Cause you're saying oh. whoever won this thing was going to qualify for the world tour. It was the an next- insane file. They're calling a final. Wow. They're
1: calling it the best uh, final sunset in the history of sunset. It had that say- the highest, um, combined heat total in the history of sunset, like yeah the waves are like a great like you know 6 to 12 foot um barreling um but yeah wow. i mean like like how brutal is that i mean you are a professional surfer you work so hard all year um you need to win the last event of the whole year and you get second and you run over <laughs> another athlete's board coming out of a tube and it goes from you know, probably it uh, goes from an eight down to a two score wise.
0: Oh, you're um, saying you're saying that interference affected his score on that barrel?
1: Oh, yeah. No, it's probably oh. watched the replay and he just like, boom. But I mean, you know, the, the, the rule book, it's hard because he wasn't on his board, you know, so it's like the, there's a little bit of gray area because it's uh, it's hindering the other surfers wave. Right. You know? so, so, I mean, I mean, getting run over is Zeke in control or is is Robinson in control? So that they, there's a, it's really hard in that there's no real rule for that, right? Because you could say that it's, it's you know, there's going to be other surfers in the lineup. Um, it's, it's the person on the wave. It's his task to not <laughs> run over the other competitor, right? But if the competitor's there, right where he needs to come out of the tube, is he interfering? So, that, you know, it's a, it's a super controversial call, super hard.
0: Uh, if you go to Zeke, Zeke uh, Lau's Instagram account, you can follow him on Zeke Lau, Z E K E L A U. Um, he posted a video of it uh, here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually include the uh, the audio um, so we can actually at least hear the event or hear the the controversy. Here, um, here, take a listen.
1: Right here, you can see. Whoa, he's a little high there and had to somehow scoot down. And he actually ran over it looked like Jack there by accident inside the barrel. So yes. let's take a look. Watch the whiteboard from Jack. Straight over him. So well, unfortunate, right there. Both uh, competitors on it.
0: All right. So I so I'm I'm watching this wave right now. And the best way to describe. Could you hear that, O Dog? The uh, audio yeah. you yeah. Go through. Yeah. So the best way to describe this is that Zeke Lau was, and that was a that was a huge heavy wave. That was at least overhead, if not double overhead. And he's getting barreled. And but I guess my issue with the whole thing is that he came out of the. Barrel first. And it, like he kind of hit, he hit the, he hit that other surfboard right as he was coming out. Like you said, he doggy doored it. But why did he get such a shitty score if, I mean, the vast majority of the wave was perfect? I mean, he even got out of the barrel. Like, why would the judges penalize him when he nailed it? Don't you think? I mean, yeah. So that, that? that's,
1: so a long time ago, uh, they changed the judging criteria to only count completed things. So, and th- this was uh, oh. a, a huge for the sport of surfing because, you know, in the past people would ride super long waves, but they would kind of like not surf them that well, but because it was a long wave and they did a thousand turns, they'd get a high score where one person would do a 50 foot error and then fall on the next turn and they would get a low score. So right. they deemed, you know, things are, are from one to 10 and then completed. So that's how they started judging and it's totally different. So they're saying the tube wasn't completed. But no, I, I, you know, watching the replay, I mean, you're right. He came out. I mean, you know, possibly the better, um, you know, the better path the judges could have taken was to score that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Know? That's what I'm, yeah. that's all I'm saying. I, I get yeah. that rule in place. Cause you're right. Uh, I, I've seen a lot of scores surfers get high scores, even though they don't actually finish the wave. So it kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Right. Um, but in this case, uh, yeah, and, I mean, he, he, all, I mean, I guess he could have done more maneuvers, like he could have. I suppose if he came out of that, he could have done a few more turns. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't agree with penalizing him for, for that. And I can understand, I guess, why Z Clouds pissed. I get it. You know? Too. you know? I do, I do too. I, I do get too. it. But uh, you know, but it's just one of those things. Tough, tough spot. Um, but dude, we also yeah. had a, a big wave surf contest at Jaws. I missed it. I do know Paige Om. Uh, who I've interviewed in the past and I'm trying to get her on the show again. She won the, the the woman side of things. And I don't think that's her first win either. I think she's officially the queen of jaws. Um, yeah, So what happened, man, you, you watch this whole thing. Give us a recap.
1: Oh my gosh. It was insane. Um, I mean, you couldn't ask for better conditions. Um, you know, it was comboing in both of the bowls, you know, you have the outside North and the inside, uh, barreling peak. So it was absolutely, and the great part about it, it was at that size where it's just paddleable, you know. You're just able to paddle it. You know, any bigger and you would need a jet ski assist. So that oh. I love. I, that's that's when I love watching big wave events when, when they're it's, paddling. Yeah, no, when it's like almost too big. You know, cause some, I guess a lot of them, I get like a little bit bored, you know, like it's like, Oh, there's another drop in, you know, yeah. after a while you get kind of desensitized in big wave surfing. Um, you're and, all you know, surfing
0: and, really. I mean, yeah, I <laughs> yeah. You're, yeah, well, you're just <laughs> yeah. in, in big
1: wave surfing, you know, I've, Hey, like just after a while, they're all just dropping in, you know, they're not like that's in, it. In, in, in other surfing. Yeah. They're, they're, every wave's different, you know, but now in big that's wave true. surfing, when it's that big and they're like getting barreled and doing bottom turns and like, you know going towards the top man it's a whole nother level it's so insane to watch Mm. um yeah and billy kemper he won dude he's a a four pete so he won four of them at jaws the guy's a rock star he also won the pipe uh pipeline invitational um so he got a wild card into the pipe event made two heats which is super cool yeah so so yeah the guy's nuts um a lot of great surfers made the final um the final is action-packed the whole event was action-packed who Um, else is in the final um gosh you know i can't remember offhand um i'd have to look it up but um was twiggy in it um no i don't think he made the final but i'd have to double check greg long uh uh, ian walsh um okay he was in the final shane dorian um no shane dorian decided not to do it um Uh yeah um, uh, yeah i don't know why i think he's kind of taking it backstage again um uh, what's he doing these days
0: what is what's shane dorian up to now man is he still involved what's he doing what's going on yeah, I know. He's super involved.
1: He's still um, surfing a ton. Um, he's, he does a lot of the commentating in Hawaii now, which is cool. That is um, cool. And, and he's also, he's been coaching guys as well. So I, I believe uh, he's uh, Italo's coach for Pipeline.
0: Interesting. That's smart smart move by Italo. Let me ask you this. A guy yes. like Shane Dorian, who, a former movie star, what was the name of the movie? He was in the North Shore, right? What was it? He was in a movie, oh, I thought. Like in the. No, what was it? The 90s or some shit yeah, like uh, oh
1: my god the corny one
0: <laughs> yes super corny super corny but it was kind of yeah. you know like every surfer watched it uh was it in,
1: in god's hands maybe or maybe
0: it was that maybe it was that he saw his hair out and everything so um yeah, yeah yeah a guy like shane dorian the dude is a legend he's i mean i don't think you can argue that he's one of the greatest ever to have fucking ridden aboard in the ocean what's he doing like how does he make money now did he make enough money in his career where he can just kind of chill now and do things like coaching or like, like, like what's that all about? Like, did he make enough? Does he have to work? What does it well, go like him do?
1: No, uh, fortunately, I mean, he still has crazy endorsements. So Good. I mean, okay. you know, he, yeah, I mean, he, he just stopped doing the big wave tour, you know, and, and he was a standout on it. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so yeah, I mean, fortunately his, his endorsements have rolled on for years. They haven't stopped, and and rightfully so. Yeah. I mean, he's a wild card in the Pipe Masters a couple years ago. Uh, he's insane. I, I think the big change for him is his kid is a phenom now. Um, really? Yeah, so that's going to be, I think, it's super interesting. Um, gr- growing up, his kid was a skateboarder. Um, I, f- I forgot uh, his son's age, but now his son is ripping so so wow uh, and his son was uh kelly slater's caddy for sunset (laughs) no shit all right that was so fun to watch dude (laughs) super rad and they actually had him mic'd up so they had a a walkie-talkie and they're like he's feeding kelly scores (laughs) it was super cool to watch must be like, like bone chilling for those guys growing up together you know so it's super cool
0: you know i do i um in a lot of other sports, you start seeing second generation, even third generation athletes, like the sons of the pros starting to emerge. Like in basketball, Stephen Curry is a perfect example of that. In football, you have countless examples. Same with baseball, King Griffey, senior and junior. Have we seen that in surfing? Have we seen second generation talent come up, like the sons of the pros? Like, can you think of any?
1: Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's starting. I mean, it's, you know, you, you got um, the hoes, you, you know? Yeah, I that's mean, true. I- yeah. You got the, the Ho brothers um, and on tour, like, I don't think they don't go into it as much as they could. I mean, Philippe's dad ripped. I, I, he was, uh, he just stopped doing the tour when I started doing it, the QS. Um, yeah, he ripped. Um, gosh, you have Fabio Guevara's son, um, Ian Guevara. I mean, you have a, a number of guys um, that ripped, you know. Gotcha. Yeah. So, no, it's happening. But, but you know, that's a very interesting subject because it is kind of new. You know, I, I'd say it's like, you know, five, 10 years young where this is happening, where I, you know, I, I don't think it happened in the the past, but of course the sport has grown so much.
0: Yeah. It's it's, it's still growing. Um, Got Kolohe.
1: There you go. That's the big one. Kolohe. Oh, and Dino. Oh yeah.
0: His, His dad was a legend.
1: Oh my gosh, man. I used to compete against that guy. Gosh, he used to smoke me. I, I think I only won like <laughs> once or something, but he, he was really? a lot older than me too. Like he was like starting to retire when I was young and I was like, gosh, i I get a heat with him. He's so hard to beat. He's so hard uh, to
0: beat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Well, the next podcast, um, we're going to recap the Pipe Masters. We might have to do an emergency pod, oh, dog and just kind of just pull one out whenever this event ends because there's so much going on. At the time of this recording, we're taping this right now on Friday the 13th. Uh, we, you know, they keep pushing back the start of the Pipe Masters because apparently it's, it's, just, it's just not clean out there. Even though you and I were having a discussion before we started recording about how individuals like myself who are not former pros who can surf, but obviously are not as good as you. We love seeing the pros surf shit because we always surf shit. Like we don't have the luxury of like going out there when it's like perfect and having no one else out. Right. So right now pipeline, I think is like triple overhead. I think that's the forecast right now. It's huge. I mean, there's a reason why jaws was, was on just a day earlier. It's that same swell. I do wish they'd run it. I want to see them surfing this unclean, sloppy, potentially murderous waves. I want it. Bring it. I'm bummed. I wish they were running at this moment. (laughs) I know.
1: (laughs) I know. I'm watching the camera though right now and it looks gnarly. Are there, are there, yeah. I know what you're saying. I mean, uh, it's like that whole thing, like uh, actually Taylor Steele said that was kind of the success of his uh, first momentum videos. Was that these guys are going nuts and like marginal waves.
0: Yeah. Like remember like that, it, remember the, the drive through show, the uh, oh yeah, totally. same thing. They would just, they would just, they'd your, go yeah. there. They'd have like two weeks, three weeks to film, whatever the waves were, they'd surf it. And oftentimes it was such utter shit, but that's <laughs> yeah. what most of us do. Like we don't have the luxury of just waiting and picking and choosing. We just go out there when we can. Um, are you, so you're watching the cam right now. I don't have the cam in front of me. I don't have the surf line premium package. Are there other surfers out there? Is it completely empty? What's going on?
1: Dude, it's completely empty and it looks wow. it, it just looks like a mess.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah, if, if no one if no one is out there, yeah, mm. then it's probably it's probably really shitty, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but, oh my uh, goodness.
1: But yeah, I can't wait for it to start, man. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be insane.
0: I can't, it's, it's it's literally this is the most anticipated pipe masters and who knows how long. I mean, Kelly's been involved in some back in the early to mid two thousands where world titles were on the line. And that's where we are again. So far what we know is Jordy Smith is out, right? Uh, Toledo is out. Um, yeah. and Dino incredibly still in it. I don't know. That's amazing to me. I mean, he has to win out, but that's insane. And then we still don't know who's going into Olympics. Right. I and mean, we got to wait and see what John, John and Kelly do.
1: Yeah, no, uh, no, no. There's, there's a ton, tons of, uh, cool stats are going to come with this one. Insane amount of stats.
0: It is amazing. I, I don't. I can't remember the last time the Pipe Masters was held. Where winning the actual Pipe Masters is probably the third most important storyline, right? I mean, this is one of the most prestigious yeah. surf events, and right now we're not caring about who wins the event. We're caring about who's won in the world title and, and who's Olympics. going to the Olympics. I think Australia, it's still up for grabs too, right? I know Owen Wright claimed one of the spots. I um, so. I'm not sure. What's up?
1: Yes, Owen claimed one.
0: And we don't know who the other one is, right? It could be Julian Wilson. Who I don't know who else is in the running, but um, I think that's up for grabs, too. I mean, a lot of drama, dude. This is exciting shit. We got to do, emer- do an emergency pod. Um, so, <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Richter scale for the week, by the way, is going to be uh, off the coast of California. I'm not picking a human being. I'm picking a wave. Uh, 20 miles off the coast of California near Humboldt County. Uh, this is near the Lost Coast. Um, um, a scientist at UC San Diego Scripps Institute for Oceanography recorded a 75-foot tall wave. And they say it's the largest individual wave ever recorded by their network of coastal buoys here in California. Biggest wave ever off Dude, the coast of California.
1: An, that's insane. Does it say what time?
0: Uh, it was during It was during the night.
1: Ah oh, man. Yeah. Wish, yeah. That'd be so amazing if you had video of it. But... Um, it's super cool. Mm. And, and Hey, you know what? Someday people are going to ride those. I guarantee. It. I, <laughs> no, no, I, I'm I'm, not, I'm actually totally serious. I, I believe I, I was, I was talking to someone, a big wave surfer. And he said that, uh, that Laird was discussing that, like how to, how to do it. Cause you could like in the middle of the ocean, you could technically ride the biggest wave ever. It'd just be so beyond dangerous. Like, yeah. Like another level dangerous. That <laughs> would if, be you had helicopters assisting you, and you had, uh, correct, like one of those, um, those life support suits yes. you know, that they use for um, the fishing boats. Yes. I mean, technically, you could live. You could pull it off, and you could ride like a, a massive, crazy, like ocean swell. It'd be so cool.
0: Someday. That would be cool. That would be cool. You know, um, you mentioned, by the way, Twiggy. I'm still trying to get him on the show. He's just so resistant to doing interviews, um, even though we've, <laughs> been, we've had him on a couple times. Uh, but you were saying he had a couple of really nasty wipeouts at Jaws. Is that Right.
1: Oh man! There are so many nasty wipeouts. It was crazy um, yeah definitely uh, go to 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 the WSL app and check that out um, I really I think they've done a great job with their app. You can watch every single heat or just highlights um, for people like me. You can also condense every heat, which is cool. great. So it just shows the waves you don't have to sit and listen to people babble <laughs> Which,
0: <laughs> I know your opinion
1: on that one so yeah. well i don't I don't hate on
0: all of them i like I'm nothing against joel turple I, I i'm sure he's I've never met him i'm sure you have I'm sure he's a nice guy i just you know I, I just I do have certain standards for my broadcasters. I want them to be incredibly knowledgeable. I want the voice to actually be aesthetically pleasing if that makes sense you know and i just turple can be a bit much sometimes, but uh um, oh, yeah yeah, yeah No, though, it's some tough. of those <laughs> and like, and like you are saying, like you are saying Kelly Slater goes up in the booth a lot now, like, even though most of the time it's just to criticize himself and talk about himself, but still, <laughs> but, but still, I mean, I, I'm not complaining about that. I mean, I, you know, if Shane Dorian's up there now a lot, I'm not complaining about that. I, I mean, there's certain people up there, like, uh, Aki, I know he does a lot of broadcasting, I mean, there's, there's certain people I want to listen to. Dude, you know, Potts I mean, is
1: amazing. Martin Potter, man. Is, is, is amazing. He, yes. Oh, is he he's still so, doing it, right? Yeah, he's still doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, um, so, I mean, and, so and, yeah, Daniel's great too. Uh, he is, I, I, yeah. So, but, but, uh, yeah. Of course, it's a hard job, dude. It's so challenging.
0: It is. You and I've done it. I mean, you've done it way more than me. I mean, I mean, I did Mavericks, yeah. but it, it's not easy. You're right, because you have to fill a lot of time with talking.
1: Oh my god, <laughs> so much time, right? Yeah, it's brutal. You're hoping for sets every three seconds.
0: It is crazy. <laughs> um, and before we go, I don't know if we want to start a segment of the the asshole of the week, uh, the dickhead of the week, but I'm, I'm done. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it this week to former Sun Microsystems founder and owner Vinod Kosla. He's the asshole who, uh, back in 2008, when the Great Recession hit, he scored a massive land deal for 38 million dollars approximately he bought a bunch of land just off martin's beach this is south of half moon bay um and by the way that land now is probably worth hundreds of millions of dollars but one of the first things he did when he bought this land was close a road that had been open for over 50 years to allow people to publicly access martin's beach right he owns all the land around it but this one road was open I, i think people might have had to pay like five bucks each time or something like that to use it um, well, he decided to shut it down, and it started a huge legal battle between him and uh, Surf Rider and numerous other conservation groups who keep winning. But this asshole is not giving up, and he actually won uh, a court case uh, where um, apparently like he still might have the right to occasionally lock the gate and um, charge people to a certain extent and, and it 's just he 's just a prick like why are you doing this? like you have more than enough money to to for i'm guessing thousands of people to live off of like you have nothing to worry about for the rest of your life financially but you want to be this fucking exclusive prick and not let people access the beach and that's drives me insane and this this case is still going it's insane
1: well he definitely won that award and yeah i mean the ocean's free it's uh, i mean come on dude
0: yes here in california it is anyways florida whole of the beast (laughs) but um (laughs) all right man well uh thank you as always O dog love you another great show oh yeah and uh yeah next uh, next episode we'll either have our emergency pod or um we'll get robert wingnut weaver excited for you to win (laughs) you